Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I think it's an awesome podcast, and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast and we have got a huge episode for you. First episode of 2021, it's been ages since we've recorded, but we're here to discuss Royal Rumble. We're here to start the road to WrestleMania and joining me, your host Ben, to break down the predictions is Luke. How are you Luke? Yeah, I'm good, thanks mate. Looking forward to it. Like I said, and- Oh, no, carry on. No, look, go for it. Go on. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we haven't spoke for a while, and um, the Rumble's one of my favourite pay-per-views, so yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Oh, how, about, how about you, Joe? I'm, I'm well, thank you, mate. I'm, I'm worried about speaking too long in case I get cut off. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Seamless, wasn't it? Seamless. You can tell we haven't done this for like a month. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't want I don't, I don't to dwell too much, mate, but yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, yeah. No, you haven't asked me how I am. Yeah, I'm good oh, too, I'm yeah. It was so. Excited, yeah. Yeah. All right then, so the Royal Rumble. Um, it's it's a bit of a tricky one when it comes to pay-per-views because um, usually we've got, I like to think we've got five or six matches to discuss. We're doing this as always the Sunday before the, Raw, the actual pay-per-view, the Sunday before the Royal Rumble. And there's only three singles matches um, announced and the two actual Royal Rumble matches. But with the Royal Rumbles both being probably an hour each at least, you can imagine there will only be those three matches. I mean, I don't know about pre-show, and we'll, we can discuss that to see if there's anything else at the end. Um, I'll go with this, the usual question to you first, Joe. Um, how do you think they've built the last couple of uh, the last few shows towards the Raw Rumble? How would, you know, we'll talk about stories and stuff, but generally the quality of the shows. What do you think? Good build to the Rumble? Excited? Um, yeah, it's been okay. It's been all right to be fair. I think um, Raw has been better. I think there's been at least one, like there was a couple of shows at the back end of last year where it was like, I really didn't need to watch that. Um, and then this, and I would say that isn't the case at the moment. There is one or two kind of interesting bits going on, especially like some of the, some of the, like the Randy Orton Fiend storylines and different things we can come on to. Um, I think Smackdown's been really, I think Smackdown has been better than Raw up until like like throughout the year and i think it's sort of been quite consistent this um this time i'm i'm if i'm i'm getting a bit slightly fatigued of the roman reign stuff um i like him but i think he just needs like he just needs a bit more i think he could have done with a different challenger in the royal rumble is my view um but but i think that's been pretty good i, I think smart has been consistently okay and raw's up 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 to itself so I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fair. Do you agree with that, Luke? Um, kind of, but I'd kind of go the other two extreme to Joe. So I've properly enjoyed. Oh. <laughs> 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 I've properly enjoyed SmackDown. Like, and I'm still really enjoying the Roman Reigns storylines. I think what they've done recently with Adam Pearce is really clever, um, and I've really enjoyed it. And I think generally the show has been really strong. Whereas Raw, I still feel like it's a bit. Like got no real direction, they're a bit thrown together, don't really know what they're doing. So yeah, I'm a bit like a bit a bit a bit lethargic with, with Raw, but really enjoying SmackDown. I think I'm I'm 
the same. I mean, SmackDown last couple of weeks, I've actually been wanting to watch it. It's like that little bit, like when SmackDown ended, not this episode, it was the episode where they literally said that um, Adam Pearce had won the, the, won the gauntlet and he was going to face Roman Reigns. You kind of went, I don't know where this is going. I'm going to absolutely um, want to watch next week. And that's ex- and, and I've not felt that way about a WWE product in forever. You know, all right, sometimes after a pay-per-view, you think, I want to see where the dust settles. It'll be interesting. But for an actual SmackDown week to week, I've not felt like that for ages. But this last couple of weeks, you're interested, like genuinely properly interested in, in, in what it is. And I think we'll talk about the individual stories when we get to it. So... We'll get started with the uh, predictions. Now, the way that PredictCast works is we predict the outcomes for each of the pay-per-view matches. And for me, Joe and Luke, and some other participants that have been following from the very first round, we keep a running total. We keep running scores in in a league. Now, at the moment, um, top in this league is uh, Dave. Second is Kaz. Third is Tom. So it's the three of us are nowhere near the... Well, I don't say nowhere near the top. Actually, uh, Joe's joint with Tom in... uh, joint third place technically um and then luke and me are taking up the uh, end at the actual bottom of the table so it's not looking fantastic at the moment but still loads to play for there's loads of points on offer for the royal rumble and i think we've got is it this one and then next pay-per-view and then wrestlemania i guess i assume so there's only about there's only three technical rounds left would it be rumble elimination chamber and then mania or is there two between rumble and, and mania I think they're variants, don't they? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's 100 percent consistent. I, I definitely remember there being two previously, because they also did a terrible thing, didn't they? Where it was like the Royal Rumble, and then they did like I think they called it Fast Lane, and then didn't they call it like Roadblock or something? Yes, they because did. it was all it was all it was all on the theme of the road to WrestleMania, and it what it wasn't it wasn't well done. Roadblock, um, end of the road, end of the line, something like something like that. Roadblock, end of the line was one of them. Because yeah. I remember it was Ambrose versus Triple H for the title. Yeah, it turned out nothing changed. Yeah, absolutely nothing changed. Very it was an absolute waste of time. It was absolutely pointless. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, mate. Too. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, you know, what, I'll subtly Google it while we um, <laughs> while we talk. So that would be helpful. That's good because uh, Luke's going to talk about the first um, match. Um, the first match is Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Um, uh, Sasha Banks managed to to. Uh, I don't know what it was. Convince Carmella. I don't know how that story worked, really, that she had to face uh, face her um, Carmella's lackey to give Carmella a title shot. I'm not entirely sure how that worked for Carmella's side, but okay. Um, but yeah, Sasha Banks versus Carmella has, has uh, now been confirmed. Straight match. Um, Luke, who do you think is winning between Sasha Banks and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Um, yeah, so Sasha Banks, definitely. I can't see Carmella. I, I actually didn't mind their match at TLC. I thought it wasn't that bad, but I didn't, I didn't expect them to carry on the feud after that. And I think it just kind of shows a little bit where the SmackDown women's division is at the moment and how they pressed the button too early on her and Bailey. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure where Sasha Banks goes after this, to be honest, apart from obviously if anything happens to the Rumble. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't see Carmella winning the belt. So yeah, Sasha Banks. Yeah, I... I absolutely agree with you it's a it's a bit it's that funny it's that funny situation between um like when you're this close to wrestlemania that you don't want to set anything too big up so you just end up with this kind of holding pattern that we've got 
and which is now out of the three title matches we've got announced on this card, two of them are exactly that, this little this kind of holding pattern until they can actually start doing something between Rumble and Mania. And that's exactly that, Sasha, you know, and like you said, decent enough. It was actually, yeah, it was actually an all right match to watch. It, it, Carmella was more impressive than we thought. But, I mean, I, I, I've not put this going any other way. What about you, Joe? You, 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 you go for an outside punt, you think Carmella's winning all the way? <laughs> no, I'm probably going to go Sasha Banks, mate, but thank you for that <laughs> suggestion. I mean, there is always the opportunity for her to lose it and then that be Sasha Banks' redemption. There's also the option for them maybe to do Sasha Banks Bailey again at WrestleMania, not for the belt. You know, there, there are there are options, but I don't, I'm not sure I see them. Um, I think it's going to be a Sasha Banks win. Um, what did you think of the intergender match on SmackDown? I think. Um, his name, his name's, it's Reggie or something, isn't it? I can't remember his name now. Right, the, the sommelier. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he's great. He's yeah. got like he's gymnastics, his athletic ability is fantastic. And I was, I was actually, I was watching it today with um, my wife, and I was saying to her, he needs to get out of WWE because they do not do gymnastic wrestlers well at all. Ricochet is a fantastic athlete. He's an amazing wrestler. And they kind of go, oh, athletic ability, you can do flips and stuff. That's your character. And that's not a character. No one's going to follow that. So he's great. I think they did the intergender stuff really, really well, to be fair. I, th- I quite enjoyed the match. But he's not. He's, he's got to have more to him than the fact that he can do a front flip or a back flip or whatever. And he gets a little bit overexcited because there are a couple of times when you thought he was going to carry on and you know nail Carmella at one point and stuff like that when he came off the steps but aside from that it was all right what do you think Luke um yeah I, I yeah it was all right similar I mean didn't I'm sure you but I haven't seen this but I'm sure you both said before that Nia Jax has entered the south into like men's matches before as well yeah so, she was she was in the rumble and, and like eliminated people <laughs> yeah yeah so that's not a brand new thing is it I suppose but yeah it was all right why'd you ask you just, I just wondered. I just wondered what you, what your thoughts were. I also agree with you, Ben. He, he's well. He's going nowhere in WWE. If he's losing, if he's losing clean to Sasha, um, not that I'm not. And Sasha's a good wrestler, but what, what are you going to do? Put him in the men's division now? You know, it doesn't like doesn't really make sense. I think that. he needs to go back down to NXT or yeah. into NXT. I think that's what you do with him. He's all right as Carmella's lackey, and then you put him. I mean, the one that that, that and this is going to this that Luke won't won't know about this, but where's James Ellsworth? Because essentially he's doing exactly the same job James Ellsworth did, like however long it was for Carmella, isn't he? That's you know, bring him back, do something like that. I think James Ellsworth's not in like was was caught up in the Me Too movement, I think, or something. Oh right, okay. So I think well, I'm not sure, not Me Too, but I think he was accused of sending some pictures to young people. Ah, I see. Okay, allegedly, we'll say allegedly there. Yeah, we'll say allegedly. So um, I don't think he'll be back immediately. Well, that would make sense then, because this um, is exactly the same scenario and story that Carmella had the last time she was anywhere near belts. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Apart from this guy, actually, is decent. That's um, fair. That's uh, fair. But I, I, yeah, so I, so I, I, I quite like, I, I quite like the match. I think it's, I thought it was, it was longer and m- m- smarter done than I was expecting with the, with the, with the with the um, the intergender stuff because we were so nervous about it and, and and you know and that's not unreasonable because it is it's quite a controversial thing to do um on what is essentially a pg product they really go to town to make sure that the man gets no offense in which yeah. i 
which is understandable. Like you don't want to see a man like punching Sasha in the face, do you? Like it's not. Like, no, no one wants to see that on TV. But I just and so I thought it was. So sometimes when they do intergender matches, it's a, they're a bit crap because they're so so like the woman is so like like protected and, and rightly so. Whereas this one didn't feel quite like that. It felt a bit more like it was it was. It, it felt like more of a match, even though he didn't actually get any offense in, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the alternative to that, though, is if you build the women well enough, it doesn't matter. Because I know that in like impact wrestling, which is which is getting better and has got like all sorts of fantastic stories linked with AEW, everything like that. They had a woman hold their men's division title. Just, and they kind of went, off. we're not going to have a proper, we're not going to have a men's and women's for that sense because she's good enough to fight the men and, and challenge. And it was a legitimate match. It was actually well fought. You know, man and woman got equal offense in there. So if it's done well, I think the thing with WWE is they've got sponsors. Yeah. And it's just, you know, people like Mattel or Hasbro or whatever who sell toys to kids and stuff are going to go, we're not having a situation exactly like you said, where men hit women like that. It's just not going to happen. But yeah, I think there's 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 definitely a, a place for it and it's not new it's been doing in loads of different um wrestling companies all over the world yeah, those were calling out because i think i think WWE did a good job of that i think it was it was it was a sensitive good job given their given their constraints yeah linked to that what did you think of the just because i was thinking of this last week's smackdown what did you think of the bailey bianca belair obstacle course bit was that something you like enjoyed or didn't enjoy i'm gonna go loop for this what do you think of that so i thought i was gonna hate it but actually i didn't think it was that bad um i mean i wouldn't say it was great but like i enjoyed it, it was fun and i think that's sometimes what wrestling's about it's a bit of fun isn't it and and that's how that's how i saw it really um yeah i thought it was gonna be like a lot worse than it was to be honest that's fair what really surprised me was I was like, okay, well I've seen this a million times before. Bianca Belair is going to go around, going to smash out the course, and then Bailey's not going to do it. It's going to punch her in the face at the end or something. Like yeah. that's just how it's going to, like that's how it's going to go. And then Bailey went first, and okay, Bailey was like deliberately crap to make sure that Bianca Belair had loads of time to beat her and beat her well. And lift Otis. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, like because like Bailey was like walking down and walking around and really like made a made a meal of it to try and drag it out. Um, I thought it was. I thought that was an all right segment. Bit, a bit, bit young, but it was all right. It's one of those things because because whenever something like that comes up, we're going to do an obstacle course next week and stuff. I think to myself, it's been one of those things where I am embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. But someone's watching, going, "What are you watching? This like, what is going on?" But this is one where it was. It was. It's exactly what SmackDown is at the minute. It was done very well for what it is. And the like the moment when Otis appeared from behind the steps, and you went fair play and when she lifted him I thought because that was just all her He, I don't know what he was doing but fair play it was all her and it was just we've seen it done before last one I remember I think was like Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley was there was there was an obstacle course there I think I remember and it was similar I think Sami Zayn got Bobby Lashley doing an obstacle course and it was awful you're just watching it going it's just cringing going this isn't ad- this is adding nothing to this feud it's adding nothing to me wanting to watch this match but this one made Bianca Belair look impressive. It made her look proper decent, which is exactly what you want. So I just thought it was interesting kind of talking about the way these stories are done and stuff that, you know, even something that I know has been done really badly by WWE before is actually working. It's, it's, it's fairly decent. Just worries me that the fact that we can, I mean, I can also think of the, the NXT obstacle course that they did. And the fact that there's three, the fact that we can name three obstacle courses, uh, segments, 
from the last five years say makes me makes me do quick that like that's, that's too many what one is okay yeah that's fair two, two is a push yeah that's fair all right then so that's uh that's sasha banks versus camilla taken care of we all think sasha banks is taking the title okay um to make sure that our predictions are different and they're not always the same every single time we each have wild cards that were picked for us um almost a year ago but just before uh, just after um last year's wrestlemania um one of my wild cards is in play here roman reigns in probably the jammiest wild card pick i could ever have had um so it's roman reigns versus kevin owens in a last man standing match um i've got roman reigns and i can't say that i'm gutted about that uh, as as much as i love this story and as well told as this story is the, the biggest, most unfortunate outcome of all of it is the fact that there is no way Roman Reigns is losing this belt. And to be fair, like I said, I, I, I think this story's been told amazingly. The stuff with Adam Pearce was great. And what they've done, which I think is really clever, is if they'd said right after TLC, it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns again, we'd have all just gone, ugh. And they'd have had to find a way to fill that programming for, I don't know how long it's been, five weeks maybe, something like that or it will have been by the time Rumble comes around. What's really clever now is because they did, you didn't have a clue it was, and they did that Adam Pearce story, and you had nowhere where, no way of where it was going, and then Adam Pearce got to do that great bit where he kind of got one over on Roman Reigns, and the outcome was Kevin Owens. It, may, it softened the blow of us seeing this match again. So I think they've been very, very clever with it. I'm really, I'm, and I'm, I'm like Luke with it. I'm not bored of the Roman Reigns story whatsoever. And he's that perfect kind of heel at the minute that I cannot wait for someone to beat him. And I just, I, I, he's, a, he's just a, he's a, just an amazing heel for that sense. He's so smarmy and he's such a, you know, PG 13, but he's such a prick that it's just, you you want to, you just want to see someone beat him. You can't wait for it. And that's the best kind of heel. Uh, what's your view, Joe? So, so coming back, so coming back to my my earlier statement about this, it's not that I'm not bored of the Roman Reigns character. I'm bored of I'm bored of the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns feud a bit. I think it's more like I I I think Roman Reigns is doing a great job, and I think, but it's just that there's no way that Kevin Owens is beating Roman Reigns. That I'm not. That's why I'm not invested again in this. I'd almost rather had Goldberg Reigns. Do, do you not like that would have made more sense to me because then you go. Well, maybe there's a chance Goldberg beats Reigns. You know, it's just it was just a bit of a, a bit of a non-event. And you and and you're right. They have spent they have built this for a few weeks. But I'd always rather see Adam Pearce versus Roman Reigns because they could do something clever with that than I would Kevin Owens. Um, and it just it's yeah. I think the story is a bit overthought. The Adam Pearce thing. If he is the authority, then why is he getting himself into all these like messes? Um, it's just I don't know. It's not. It's not for. It's not for me. Like it's, everyone's got their own taste, haven't they? It's just a bit. It's just not for me. I feel this is. I feel like the storyline is required to get to the Kevin Owens match, which I don't want to see, and therefore it's all a bit. It's all been a bit. Like it's not work. It's not been it's, what I want. I know what you mean. It's a convoluted way to get to something that you don't want to see. Yeah, and so therefore I'm a bit uninvested in it. Whereas if it was like. You, you, I would have preferred a storyline, right? Just throwing it out there, like say we don't know who Roman Reigns is facing at the Royal Rumble, and then the week or two before it gets revealed to be someone who we were expecting. When Kevin Owens' music hit, when Kevin Owens' music hit, um, and um, uh, and Adam Pearce had signed the contract and he walked up the stage, 
for a moment, I thought it was Brock Lesnar's music. So did I. Yeah, and I thought... That's the most random thing, because I actually went, oh, no, and then realised it's Kevin Owens. I, It was the weirdest thing. I thought I was being stupid. I absolutely... I'd never realised before how close Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar's music are to each other. Yeah, and when, I, when it hit, I thought, if that that's Brock Lesnar, and that's amazing. And then it was like, oh, it's Kevin Owens. That's not as good. <laughs> I, I, I knew Lesnar Roman Reigns all day long. Yeah, and and, and because of the situation... I, I think that's where they probably want to go. And I think we'll talk about this. Maybe maybe we'll talk about this for Rumble. I don't know what you guys' predictions are. But, like, I, I can't see them doing it with no crowds. And I also can't see them keeping the belt on reins long enough to bring Lesnar back. But, I don't know. They, they, they've done something similar. Are your views on Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns the same as Joe's, Luke? Is it something you're disappointed we have to see again or, or not? Not really. Purely because... I really enjoy their matches. So I'm not bothered that I know that Roman Reigns is going to win, which is what I think is going to happen. But because their match has been brilliant, I mean, their, their match with TLC was one of the best matches I think of last year. Like, I proper enjoyed it. And then they had that cage match afterwards as well. And I, I, re- like, I agree, um, the, the, like, the prolonging it, but I, I almost think if they're shoehorned in a random story for one pay-per-view, it'd be a bit random as well. So I quite, I quite like the fact that I've really enjoyed the whole storyline with Adam Pearce. I like the fact that he got one over Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. I really enjoyed that fun segment of Paul Heyman getting a bit, you know, in his face and saying he was going to fight him and stuff and then them turning it back around. So and I know it's all quite obvious, but I really enjoy how they've done it all. Um, and so, yeah, I, I understand that it's a bit samey in terms of, oh, it's Kevin Owens again. But at the same time, I know I'm going to enjoy the match. So it doesn't bother me that I know Roman Reigns is going to win. I like the unpredict. It's just unpredictable enough for me. That's what I like about it. It's just a little bit of I don't like. Okay, because a little part of me was exactly with Joe, where they went. Okay, it's going to be Adam Pearce versus Roman Reigns, and I thought to myself, I actually, that's not a. That's not unfortunately, it's not a Royal Rumble match. If it had been leading to TLC, you'd go every day of the week. Let's see that. That's all right. That's a that's a stop a stopgap match. Because uh, a little part of me was like, I do want to see that. I want to see how they tell that story. But you're right. It's it's it's. It's the for me. It's it's why storytelling needs to be the way it does in wrestling, because you just need stories to make it work, and that's the only reason this is working for me. Is because they've told a, a for me a decent story leading up to it. I think what I think on, on Joe's lines though, it's not quite anybody could have come out, but you almost needed as stupid as it sounds. You almost needed to be like Braun Strowman or someone like that, someone where you kind of went, oh, we haven't seen him for a bit, and it's different. So, so it's not Kevin Owens, but it's someone who's a half decent challenger that's a bit different, I guess. That where, would be the only way around it. Where is Braun Strowman at the moment? I think he's injured. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Because oh. I think he was, I think he was, he was set to be in the Kevin. He, I think he was set to be in this Kevin Owens role. I think, or he uh, was meant to be a couple of couple of pay per views back. He was set to be the challenger for Reigns, I believe. That makes sense. Didn't he like attack Adam Pearce actually? And that's and the, so, the, but they banned him. Yeah, yeah you're right. Survivor Series. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it's yeah. whether I don't know. I've not seen whether he's fit enough to be but to be considered for this pay per view later. That'd be interesting. So I don't know if that's the case. Suspense. <laughs> so um, to, to to kind of finish that one off, you guys have both got to have Kevin Owens. I've got to have Roman Reigns, which I'm not upset about because I think we've all agreed that there's no, absolutely no way that. Uh, Roman Reigns is losing this match, but it'd be interesting to see how they tell that story because Kevin Owens has come close both times. It's been it's been not been legitimate either time. 
Okay, so the uh, final singles match that's been announced is for the Universal Championship. Uh, no, it's not for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. And it's Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Um, again, because of the wild cards, Joe, Joe predicted very, very well that Drew McIntyre was going to have the year he's had um, at the very beginning, just after WrestleMania. So Joe has got to have Drew McIntyre, which leaves me and Luke with Goldberg. We'll get to our thoughts in a second. Joe, what do you think about the fact that you have got to have Drew McIntyre? Happy? Not happy? Um, I think I think I've got to be happy there. Really, yeah. um, I think it's. I don't think. I think this is the one of the three that's the least guaranteed. But I am. I would go with Drew McIntyre in this regard. I personally. What do you think of the match itself? Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. What were your thoughts when Goldberg walked out on Legends Night and pushed Drew McIntyre to the floor? Uh, I think it's desperately poor. Like, I really don't care about Goldberg anymore. I thought, I was thinking, this is woefully insensitive to reel out a load of Legends just as the COVID pandemic, which affects the elderly, is at its worst. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point, fair point. And then I thought, oh, well, here's Goldberg for his two matches a year. And really hope he doesn't beat Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre doesn't deserve that. And there's no WrestleMania match I want to see Goldberg in. Like, there's no there's no match I want to see him fight. Like, if he gets the belt and he then holds on to it for two months, two months, presumably he's not coming to Raw during that time or he's coming to Raw a minimal amount of time. And we're just... Like, and then he, the payoff is him against who? Like, I don't care. Brock Lesnar again for the, like the eighth time. Uh, just, just been, just been Goldberg off. No one wants to see him. Personally, I feel, I was, the, same, I feel I the same way, Luke. And, I, I mean, so I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know the historical importance of Goldberg. So to me, it's just really quite random. I mean, I know he's a legend and stuff, but I remember like watching last year, and he beat the Fiend out of the blue which is probably our only saving grace, but in terms of this one, in case they just do that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he beat the Fiend out of the blue, held the, held the title to WrestleMania, then lost at WrestleMania. His matches are about two minutes long. Um, so he just, I don't know, it just feels a bit like rinse, repeat, same as last year. Um, so are you, no interest. are you, have you got, are you got any cl- any chance that you think Goldberg's walking away with this? I guess, you, I guess you're saying there's a small chance after what happened with the Fiend last year. Yeah, just just on that. I mean, I, I don't think he should. And I hope he doesn't. Um, but that's the only small chance. The fact that WWE might do something stupid like like that. Yeah, they've they've got previous. Sorry, Ben. I'll let you. I'll let you say your thought first. Um, it kind of mirrors everything you guys have been saying. There's no there's no good point from Goldberg coming out here. And I think the stupid thing is, if he come out, let's say, like, let's let's flip it. Let's have that complete story we just had with the Adam Pearce and and all the rest of that stuff. And then Adam Pearce fakes an injury and Goldberg's music hits. At least all you, you kind of go, oh, that makes sense. Because Goldberg versus Roman Reigns was supposed to be the match around this time last year. It's meant to be Mania. There's story there. And again, it's like you said, there's a chance actually that Goldberg might take the title because WWE have got previous for that. And, you know, all of that kind of makes sense. Spear versus Spear is actually a decent gimmick for a match. And it protects Goldberg. Because like you said, Goldberg can't have any more than a two or three minute match and he has literally got two moves and one of them he can't do anymore 
So he's got a spear and a jackhammer, and I don't want to see him try and lift another wrestler of any kind, any size. Try and do that again. So now he's got one move, which is a spear. That's it. So it's unless they, what I have heard as a suggestion is they pre they pre tape something. So it does last longer than two minutes, and they do it as a pre tape match because obviously they can do that. This is exactly the opportunity they can do that. And they have Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg done in segments for Goldberg's sake, um, you know, and they do something a bit more. But I mean, I would prefer to see the two imposters fight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was it Gilberg? Was it Dilberg? Yeah, Gilberg. Gilberg. He's well known. He's he's been like he's he randomly has been in he's randomly got a career out of impersonating Goldberg. Legitimately, like he shows up with conventions and stuff. I was listening. I listened to another podcast where they were talking. Like he he people have been trying to get interviews and stuff with him based on this. He he's yeah, just impersonating this guy and then because because what, what what happened, Luke? This is this is backstory for you. He's obviously Goldberg was massive in WCW. Like when WCW and WWE were at there. Like late nineties, early two thousand, they were getting like eight million people a week watching the shows, and they were like going head to head. This is like the attitude here of like Stone Cold. You know, like when like you just know when like you're at school and like you knew that wrestling was about yeah. like at that time when just everyone watched wrestling or knew about wrestling, or whatever. Goldberg was massive in WCW then, and so but and so they WWE and WCW tried to sign each other's wrestlers quite a bit, and there was like. A lot of people on like one side or the other, and but what what seemed to be okay, and I'm not sure why, um, in terms of copyright, was that you were allowed to gimmick like like you're allowed to like uh, parody someone on the other brand. So when Goldberg was on his like 140 run streak, WWE debuted Gilberg, who was like who was like the the Goldberg like the the crap Goldberg equivalent, who just got. Beaten for like 143 matches. I don't know if that's true, but it was, it was something similar to that, though. Is it? It was exactly that where they used to do things where they would call out the other, the other brand, and it felt like it was a big, a big deal back then. I think that for the trade for the for the trademark point of view, isn't Bill Goldberg his actual name? So yeah. you can't you can't you can't copyright or trademark an actual name, can you? No, but I mean, sorry, I mean, like in terms of they couldn't they couldn't yeah they couldn't they because it was a, like they could get away with. Like having Gilbert because it was a parody as opposed to like yeah. if they Gilbert as a legit wrestler, then they then they would have got their, their asses soon. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so you've got yeah, like the New World Order in WWE. They had the Blue World Order. <laughs> the same people, like just like crap wrestlers that were blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this got eight million viewers. Yeah. Oh, got this me. was when this this was the stupid <laughs> thing is like, um. Along the ratings, because it's it's because it's, it's fairly interesting for that sense of use. Like when it was at its height, you're right, it was like eight million, and WWE pulling something like seven and a half million or six and a half million, and go, we've lost. That's a failure. Where now, and then when me and um, me and Joe used to watch um, what was Impact Wrestling TNA when it was on Challenge TV over here for free, and they used to do tours over here and things, fairly big when Hulk Hogan was in there and Sting and decent wrestlers, they used to pull in a million a week. And that was considered a failure on their part. Mm. You know, it's amazing how much it's changed and altered to the fact where Rumble, uh, Rumble, sorry, Raw manages to pull in a million and a half. I think they're doing at the moment, maybe a bit more than that. Just maybe watched, edging two. And it's when we watched TNA Impact Wrestling, that was that was like that would have been ten years ago, would it? 
I'd say so. Yeah, why that not? Was the yeah. Second show, and that was probably getting the, that was probably getting the same kind of numbers that probably it's probably the same similar numbers that AEW and NXT are getting now combined. Oh, absolutely. Oh no, at its height in this in this country alone, at one point it would have it would have it would have destroyed those guys because it was huge in this. I mean, it was free. It was on Challenge. It was free wrestling as opposed to what WWE is. But it's amazing how those re- those ratings ideas have changed and what's considered a success. I mean, one argument is obviously that we've got a ridiculous amount of choice now compared to what we used to have but you know there's nothing stopping people getting back up to those numbers if it's if it's good enough i mean legends night pulled in a ridiculous amount for raw like a really really big number so it can be done but i was gonna say how good tna was back in the day but then i realized that the the infamous jeff hardy we can hear your thoughts segment that was from tna wasn't it where where jeff hardy was just sat in the back and he wasn't doing anything but you could hear his inner monologue on screen <laughs> awkward there's a whole let's i'll be honest with you there's 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 a, there's a podcast special if you ever wanted to do it on on the best of like tna is height because there was some actually really good stuff in there too the yeah. um there was the reverse battle royal mate do you remember that one where you had to throw people into the ring yeah it was like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so maybe that's not the best of it for a best of TNA. All right, then we'll uh, we'll move quickly on. In a world full of questions, who has the best movie beard? Which movie death is best? Which Disney villain had the best song? One podcast answers them all. That movie list podcast. Podcast full of lists, quizzes, occasional, accidental humor, and filler. So much filler. Like lists, like movies, like podcasts? Download that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rated PG 13 for mild peril and occasional nudity. Um, before we move on to the Royal Rumble matches, um, Miz cashed in at TLC. Except, no, he didn't. It was um, John Morrison. So Miz got back his Money in the Bank briefcase in what's got to be one of the stupidest things WWE have done with that Money in the Bank briefcase since, I don't know, giving it to Otis. Um, so do we think Miz is going to cash in at the Royal Rumble against Drew McIntyre with this Goldberg match? Do we think that plays in the story? Do we think that's anything that can be done there? What's your thoughts, Luke? Cashing in or not? No, I don't think so. I mean... I say no, but I don't know when he's going to cash it in again, unless it's on a random episode or something. But no, I don't think so. I mean, Drew McIntyre's just come back from having COVID as well, hasn't he? So I can't see them prolonging anything in terms of match-wise with him and Goldberg. So, yeah, I'm saying no. Agreeing with him, Luke? Uh, Joe? Uh, yeah, I'm saying no. I think they're, I think they're, they're laying the seed a little bit. By the way, guys are really... Miz and Morrison are really boring me at the moment on Raw. Yeah. Like they're just yeah. Like they're not they're not funny and like every time their segment comes on I just skip it because I'm just a bit it's just no, there's just no, there's just nothing to it. Um, I think Miz is keeping it till after WrestleMania gets them out of all kinds of problems if they um get in a out like like I was saying outside a part time wrestler so they get the Rock in or uh, John Cena or Goldberg keep gets the belt or something like that or Brock Lesnar. It, it, Miz doesn't have to be the one that defeats the, like doesn't have to be the one that takes them out but he can go and cash in and then you can just solve a problem so I think they'll leave it till after Wrestlemania I, 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 
that's my view. It's also the only interesting thing they've got with that pairing, which yeah. is which which is ridiculous because actually, Miz and Morrison are both solid wrestlers and actually decent characters, but they're not doing anything. They're they're it's, this is just awful. You're right. You're absolutely bored of it. They could feud with the Street Profits. They'd be much better used. They could be much better used. Oh, not Street Profits. Sorry, um, the Hurt Business. Yeah, that that would be that would be all right, wouldn't it? I'd I'd take that. You know, well, we we, we seem to spend all our time just banging random tag teams together to go for t- title belts, like in the women's. Why don't we just use an actual pairing to fight for the belts? Crazy. Okay, then. So we're all saying no for that one, incidentally. Um, okay, so women's Royal Rumble match. Um, Two predictions here. I want to predict the final four. That's always the kind of big deal with, with WWE in the Royal Rumble. Who are going to be the final four competitors in it? Usually a good indicator of where you are in the company. And then obviously who's going to be the outright winner. Um, and that will obviously play into what you guys think is going to be WrestleMania. Because they then get to challenge for... They keep saying any championship. You kind of assume it's it's the top three they get to challenge for. Because obviously Charlotte last year challenged for the NXT championship after winning the Royal Rumble. Um, so it's, it's going to be one of those three major championships. So it's either going to be, it's going to be the winner of this versus Asuka, Sasha Banks, depending on what happens at, at, at Royal Rumble. We all think Sasha Banks is going to win it or, um, Io Shirai. But again, it depends if she's still got the belt by that point too. So still, still plenty to, to change and switch around. Um, so Luke, I think we'll start with your final four. Who have you got as your final four in the women's Royal Rumble? Like, sorry, Ben. Can I ask a quick question before Luke gives your answer? Do you yeah. get a point per four, per one of this four? Yes, you do. So okay. for every single person you get right, you get a point per four. Five, five points on the line. Okay. Five points on the line. We need to catch up with Dave, so this is important. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I forgot about NXT. To be honest, that they could challenge for that belt. Um, so I haven't really thought about that when I was thinking about my predictions. Um, but I'm not going to change what I was going to say anyway. So, um, I've right. gone for. Two- I've got for two from Raw and two from SmackDown. So who I think will probably be best challengers. So from SmackDown, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair, which I think, spoiler as well, is who I think is going to win it. Um, and then there goes, the- there goes the suspense, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a drum roll. Jeez. Um, and then the other one from SmackDown, I think, might be a bit of an outside bet, but she's been on TV recently and I quite like her, is Sonya Deville. So that's why I'm going for my SmackDown 2. And then Raw 2, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. I know she won it last year. Um, but again, she's always there there or thereabouts. She's got this weird storyline with the dad and Lacey Evans at the moment, which I think is just, just bizarre. Um, so she'll probably eliminate Lacey Evans at some point. Um, but yeah, so I'm going with Charlotte Flair. And then another one, I haven't seen this wrestler before, but I've read a lot about her and... Um, I get a feeling you're going to have some sort of um, shock return. So I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey as my other one, mm. as, as the potential person to fight Oscar. Have you never seen Ronda Rousey fighting? No. Um, no. And then that, that sets up Becky Lynch when she comes back, because apparently they had a big feud. So there you go. That's the match. Ronda Rousey versus, versus, uh, versus um, Becky Lynch is the match, when that happens. Yeah, that, right? is, that is the match. I'm not sure it's the match yet. Oh, no, no. That's the match. Yeah, I was going to say, no, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking yet, like SummerSlam time. The match. Yeah, so, sorry, Luke. I'm talking SummerSlam time. So, Ronda oh. Rousey wins this, has Oscar at WrestleMania, gets the belt, and then when Becky Lynch comes back, it's SummerSlam. I'm, I'm forward planning here. 
No, that's great. That's that's the per- that's the perfect time of. <laughs> but you're not having Rousey win this though. You've just said Bianca Belair's going to win it. No, because I do think that is the most likely option. But I'm just covering all bases here in terms of what I'm, <laughs> what I'm most likely going to get points for. Well, I'll give you a, I'll give you a spoiler, Luke. If I'll tell you what, if if Ronda Rousey comes back in the Royal Rumble and doesn't win, I'll be amazed. That's yeah, true. That's, that's fine. True. But I'd rather I'd rather get the two points thinking that Bianca Belair's going to win, which is more likely. There was a there was the most the most bizarre was it was it my imagination did did Ronda Rousey originally debut in the Royal Rumble you know like when she came out and it was no like, it wasn't it when was that who was that no it was the Rumble wasn't oh you're right it was didn't um Oscar won it Oscar won the Rumble yeah Oscar won the Rumble so Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch both came to the ring because they were the title holders because Oscar yeah. had to make the decision and then Ronda Rousey's. It was the most awkward thing. If you can see us on YouTube, you've got to watch it, right? Ronda, Ronda Rousey's debut. She doesn't fight. And then her music hits. Um, and she's told, just told from the back from, from the back room, point at the sign. So the WrestleMania sign hanging above the Royal Rumble, always there, just point at the sign. So she comes out at the top of the ramp and points at the sign. And she walks purpose down to the ring, looks at all the women in there, and then just points at the sign. And that's all she's doing. And it's the most awkward thing you ever it's like do something else, Ronda, because this is really weird. You just you just you're pointing at the sign for far, far too long. And that's that's her debut. But she actually yeah, so you're right, yeah, absolutely. Right. She 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 uh, came out of the rumble. There is a comedy gold moment where someone goes, Oh sorry, no, I can just see is that Steve up there? <laughs> <laughs> like they've got that. Someone's got out that in the locker at some point. I'm sure that's Steve up there. I can see him in a blue coat. Yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> They that. need they've to not do the point. point. They need to not do the point. They even call it out now, don't they? When they run, they go, "I've got a point." I mean, yeah, I've got a point at the sign now because that's it. But yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, okay, I'll give you um, my predictions next. Um, along those lines, along those lines, though, just before I do that, the Charlotte Flair story. While we're talking about it, um, or while it, while it's caught there, I've you've got to feel sorry for Charlotte Flair that she's just come back. She gets a huge, huge return, and she gets made tag team champions. She's clearly very close to Asuka, as in, like, that story's got to be happening at some point. So she's clearly main event in that belt picture. And they go, right, your first solo feud, Charlotte's going to be against Lacey Evans. All right, fair enough. Yep, leading up to, yep, that'll do. Yep, get me in. Warm up, Lacey Evans isn't bad. And, wait for this, your dad's going to be involved again. She must be thinking, come on, like, don't stop involving him. Just stop. I, I, I want to move away from the fact that my dad's got to be involved in almost every single storyline I'm involved in as well. Yeah. And that storyline is that my dad's a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Trying to think about whether I'd want that or not. <laughs> well, he's on the scene at least, but he is a pervert, so... <laughs> <laughs> so um let's let's have a look because charlotte plays into my predictions i think my my final four are going to be um bianca belair Shayna baszler <laughs> bailey and charlotte and i think charlotte wins it again two years in a row and then i think she uses that to challenge Asuka, and that's your wrestlemania match um that's that's it really. I think Bianca and Bailey take each other out fairly fairly easily. Um Shayna Baszler, I think, just to make her strong. I think they're rebuilding her and they're doing a rebuild job. The other person you could have put in there is Nia Jax, but I think Nia it's always you always have that moment where 
Nia Jax comes out or the Big Show comes out or, you know, Braun Strowman comes out and then all the other wrestlers work together to remove them. Happens, you know, they'll they'll get three or four eliminations, good eliminations themselves, and then they do the team up and eliminate. So it's very rare you get one of those four in the final four unless they're going to win it. Um, so, yeah, so I think I was it was a toss-up for me between Bianca Belair and Charlotte. I did. I it's it's one of those two. It's either definitely Bianca Belair's year, or you give it a Charlotte and she and she challenges Asuka, and that's I think a absolutely solid story. Tag team champions who know they've got to main event WrestleMania against each other. So I think that's that's where you go up to uh, up to WrestleMania. Joe, what are your thoughts? Are you just scribbling out names now and changing stuff? No, no, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm, I'll, I'll try and, I'm going to try and pick something different to what you guys have got. So just and I'm also trying to... This close to the end, this close to the final final scores of WrestleMania, you're going to start switching it up? Yeah. I'm also, I'm also sort of so haunted by the, by the pervertedness of Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help they keep calling him the dirtiest player in the game every week either. That's not, that's not helping that at all. Yeah, but it's also rubbish because... And I'm not being, I mean, like, the, the consistency of WWE is, is piss poor at best, really, isn't it? But, like, like we've, we've, we've heard about Lacey Evans' kid, like, this year. And yeah. her husband was in the crowd this year. And didn't she have a feud with, was it, was it Sasha or Bayer or, I'm not sure. But it was, it was basically someone was like, like, someone was having to go to a family and she was like, if you dare talk about my family like that, I'm going to have to fight you. But then she's like, with a, 70 year old man like asking for advice like it's just a bit it's just weirdly creepy and like also they're not committing to it so there's like it's all innuendo innuendo and it's just like it's just grim <laughs> just grim like just it's Ric Flair dude like it's because it's because what it is it's Ric Flair is not capable of being a manager or speaking or like there's no you can't do anything with him like because you've got no confidence in him now because he's getting a bit older that's just creepy. Anyway, I'll move on. But I'll move on. Just, be- just before that, you're right. You can't, you can't do anything because he, ha- he, he, is, he is getting on in, in, in age. So you can't trust him to do promos. And it's always awkward watching him do promos. And he's not a good manager. And he's not good out there. And he doesn't always hit his timings. And it's never convincing. So stop using him. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So just, like, just go, sorry, Rick, you, you know, you can come out for the legend spot and you can come out for, like, you know, you can say an occasional woo. That's great. And you can watch Charlotte and give her a hug when she wins. But you're done now as a character. Yeah, we'll just pay you anyway. Like, just oh. we'll pay you not to turn up. Just don't turn up anymore. <laughs> like, we're in, we're in, we're in, we're we're in a global pandemic which hit, which affects the elderly, mate. You've had about four near death experiences. Stop trying to cop off with Lacey Evans. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the advice. Yeah, um, yeah and and like, yeah, WWE isn't exactly COVID proof, is it? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. When you when when you're champion. When the one guy you should be protecting on the show that is failing ends up getting COVID. Well, he's face to face with Goldberg and how old Goldberg? Like 50 odd. And Goldberg's <laughs> mixed up all these legends. Like, they formed a guard of honour for him. He could, have, like, he could have sneezed on any of them. Do you know what I mean? It's an absolute nightmare. It's like a COVID case waiting to happen. Are, do, are, are you playing the COVID game, though, at the moment? Like, where, where are you like, going? Well, that, that person must have COVID because on just randomly not on a show. Like, yes. Jay Uso at the moment. Like, is, like where's he? It hadn't occurred to me. Yeah, you're right. I'd, I'd, I'd say that. It hadn't occurred to me. But yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, okay. COVID. Because there was okay. one week, you know, when Triple H comes out and gets randomly booked in a match with Randy Orton, you go in. Yeah. That was that was clearly um, 
uh, Hunter, we've got no one, mate. Can you uh, could you pack your gear? All right, fair enough. You know, it's just you can see it absolutely. Um, I will get onto my predictions in a minute, but now you've just mentioned Hunter Hurst sounds like this, this man is stalling. Go on. You um, yeah, I am stalling. You um, you made me think about that terrible. Did you see the WrestleMania announcement? Do you mean bulletin? Yes. Oh yeah, you thought that was terrible. That was that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Who wrote that? Did you think that was good? I thought it was cheesy, and uh, there were bits of it I thought were great. Hugh can't I've see me it. had me laughing in, in bits. <laughs> Hugh can't see me was amazing. Um, but uh, uh, you know when they did the? Um, do you not see this, Luke? When they did no. they announced the next three WrestleMania locations, and they did it as a news report. And it was Hunter, it was Triple H and Stephanie as the news readers. And they like cut to Sasha Banks doing a dodgy Texas accent. Oh, John Cena did a bit. segment in Hollywood. I, yeah, it was, you made the right call, skip it. It did a job. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't completely against it. It was just really, like you said, it was just a bit of dodgy writing. It was, like, it was like, this is your chance to really sell us on three monumental WrestleManias. And you've got Hugh Can't See Me doing it. I thought anyway. I was good. I'm having anyway. that. I thought Hugh can't see me, and it being John, and there being no one there was 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 amazing. All right, we'll agree to disagree. Right. Um... <laughs> boxing fans, you don't want dull stats. You don't want so-called experts. You want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans. You want from the canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates, but don't have to because we have from the canvas. Download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. So in reverse order, then I'm going to go with um, in my top four, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I'm a bit. Um, my only nervousness about that is who throws her out and what that leads to. But we'll come on to that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have an answer for it. But I'm going to put Alexa Bliss in there. Okay. Um, Rhea Ripley. I think she is waiting for a call up, and I think if she goes in the Royal Rumble, she would be a good person in the top four, but not win it. Uh, I'm also going to have Charlotte Flair, um, but my winner is Bianca Bella. I think a Bianca Bella versus Sasha Banks match um, makes a lot of sense. I'm quite happy with that. Um, I could even see a Bianca Bella, Bailey, and Sasha Banks match, which would be interesting. Like we haven't discussed the possibility of triple threat at WrestleMania, which does happen every so often. Um, and I think Charlotte versus Asuka will happen, but I don't think it requires Charlotte to win the Rumble. That's just where my head... I think you're right. I think you're right about that match happening, Ben. I just don't think it's going to be a Rumble winner to prompt that, if that makes sense. I think they're going to have a feud where they both single-handedly overcome a tag team, like tag teams. So chuck the Riot Squad at them, chuck the random pairing of... Um, the Tiger and... Yeah, I was going to say Peyton Royce and her partner, who is Lacey Evans, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think and it they is. Split them to a. They split her and Billy Cap had nothing for either of them, so they put one of them back in a partnership. Um, but I think like I could see like a storyline where Asker and Charlotte beat teams single-handedly, come to the kind of who's the better of the two of us, and then they put the belt on the line. That's what I would do with it. So easy. I, I think. think yeah, I I think. Because it's Elimination Chamber next, isn't it? I think they'll yeah. probably have the winner of that to face Oscar and Charlotte Flair will be in that with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and all them lot. Could do. 
women's women's elimination chamber, men's elimination, because that's usually what it is, isn't it? Is whoever wins that gets the the title belt for the shot that's not been announced. Yeah, like Shayna Baszler last year. Remember, Joe? <laughs> you think back, but actually, you think back to this time last year. How big did they build Shayna Baszler in the elimination chamber? Yeah, and and and, and that was the last pay per view with a crowd as well. That's true. Yeah, that was also the last pay per view Shayna Baszler was on. <laughs> no, mate, she's just she's 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 just lost this last one, mate. Yeah, okay. And she just lost it, TLC. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> All right, anyway, there we go. Then there's my predictions. Um, I think okay, fair play. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk about um, other entrants and stuff after we've done the uh, men's Royal Rumble match. Um, it's my turn for predictions first for this for the men's Royal Rumble. Um, so I'm going Riddle as my top foot as as last four. Um, you've got me thinking twice about this last one, actually. Now you've said it, but I'm going to keep him in there anyway. Jey Uso, Keith Lee, and the person I think's winning it, Daniel Bryan. So there's my uh, top four. I think Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns is WrestleMania. WrestleMania main event without a crowd. Easy. And I think... I described it really randomly. So my daughter's watching, uh, kind of half watching with me at the minute. And she always asks the same question when she's watching a match with me. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? That's what she always wants to know. And then she can, she knows who to root for. And I was explaining to her that... Pardon? Did you talk about you and your wife? <laughs> well, like, who's, who's, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Yeah. That's pretty clear. Um, so um, I was explaining to her that Roman Reigns is like the biggest of biggest bad guys. Like he's the one that's like the worst of all of them. And that Daniel Bryan is the best of best heroes in wwe because he's without a doubt he's the best face he does face better than anybody else because it feels genuine you can root for him really really easily and there's a little part you thinks it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if daniel bryan did end up taking the belt off reigns if he was the one to end roman reigns but at the same time if he didn't it wouldn't hurt either so i think you know you put daniel bryan in there i think keith lee's got to be final four and he's he would be my backup choice for for winner if if you could do. I think there's a story with Jey Uso. I think you keep him really really high up there for him to be any worth in the the Roman Reigns story. And I just thought out of everybody else you build, Riddles Riddles a good outside bet there. I think the other one that I think might be in your final fours, which we'll talk about. I think there's something else goes on with him that means he's not final four. So I think we 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 leave him to one side. And if you don't mention him, I will at the end. So there's my predictions: Daniel Bryan to win this year's Royal Rumble. Oh, and the other thing. He's never won it, and everyone wants him to win it. It's the one thing people want: Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. It's what we all, it's what loads of people wanted when he was on his ascension and the height, and it caused so many problems. This would be great for that. And I think Royal Rumble—they're looking for a crowd, aren't they? They're looking to have some sort of fans there, from what I can understand, whether that's going to happen or not. So it'd be great if if they're there for this situation, for this for this moment. So uh, that's my justification. Um, Who's your four then, Ben? Sorry, just remind me. Uh, Riddle, Jey Uso, Keith Lee, and then Daniel Bryan to win it. Okay, cool. So, Joe, you are technically next. Uh, okay, cool. So, I'm going to have... So, I think I think you're right. I think I'd put Daniel Bryan in my top four. I think Keith Lee is in my top four as well. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins in my top four. Um yeah. What? I forgot about Seth Rollins. Um, it's a good shout. Then I'm 
torn on the last one. The problem is I've got I've got quite a few people here that I really think would be decent in the top four, but they're people that if they enter they'll win. If that makes sense, I've got quite a few of those. So I think a probably real sensible bet on that. Mm, now I'm torn between two. Mm, I've got AJ Styles. Would you say he's in there then? That you think if he enters, he wins? Would he be no, in that? No, no, I'm saying I'm not picking the ones that I think if they enter, they win. Because I think right. if you're going for like a sensible top four, then you wouldn't. You, you're. I'm kind of going like there's a 10% chance this person enters, but if they do, they win it kind of thing. I we'll come back to those. I think we'll come back to those after yeah, I think Luke's had his predictions. Yeah, definitely. Step on Luke's uh, predictions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm also going to go Daniel Bryan win. I think the reason why the reason why I think Daniel Bryan is just to add to your points, Ben. I think all of the stuff you said is totally valid. I think the other thing that that is guaranteed is that whoever they just, whoever ends up with a belt on either brand, Daniel Bryan is um, like a surefire decent match. I think you could put the feelers out there for Lesnar and for uh, for The Rock, and you could and you could see if either of them are remotely interested in doing anything, and if they are. Put them with whoever you think's best. So presumably Lesnar's better with um, McIntyre and The Rock are better with Reigns. And if you get one of them, you're making WrestleMania pretty spectacular. And either way, you could put, you know, Daniel Bryan could easily go and fight Drew McIntyre and it wouldn't be a big issue. That's fair. So there you go. That's my my my, my predictions for you. Would you would you even want to try and do Lesnar or Rock this year though? For either match, would you with it with it not being proper WrestleMania, with it well, not being think, a stadium and all the well, rest it, of it? It is in a stadium now. But like, it, but they're not going to fill it. It's not going to be. They're not trying to. You know, it's not going to be the capacity they usually have. It's not going to be a COVID. You know, it's it's considering they could wait twelve months. I think they'll try. I think they'll try. I think they'll. I think if if you got the chance to put the Rock in, I don't think the Rock will come. If you got the chance to put Lesnar in, I think he. I think Lesnar might. Lesnar might. Um, I think WWE need to. At the moment, I don't think they can. I don't think they can wait. Just with the ratings and whatnot, the way they are, I think you just need to throw everything you can at WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, to be honest, and get whatever attention you can get on your product. This is, this is usually the beginning of the viewers returning, isn't it? This is because yeah. they always, you know, this is where people, where like the lapsed viewers or the relaxed viewers go, oh, I'll watch Rumble, see who wins that, and that will set me up for Mania. So this is usually where you do the big, the big start, the big push. It's the positioning in the year as well, because the, so like this this uh, week, the weekend the Royal Rumble is is the weekend between the sort of the conference playoffs, which is this week, and for the NFL and the Super Bowl. So this is like that weekend is always the same weekend. So they're trying to hope that people go, oh, but the Royal Rumble must be on this weekend, and tries to get people back in, and it's always like the start of the big push for WWE. And if they miss this big push, and if they don't get people back for the Rumble, then the viewing figures are going to be pretty ropey i reckon come the back end of this year yeah plus daniel bryan versus roman reigns if that's where they go that's a great story for the next two months yeah i'd be happy with that yeah why not they can really wrestle yeah literally yeah literally held up luke's predictions for about 20 minutes so uh if so what you what you go with then luke so there's a common theme here so i'm also (laughs) gonna have um daniel bryan and keith lee in my top four just because I think they are the two WrestleMania matches I think are most likely to happen. Um, but if I could think of some other ones that have strong showings, um, I think there's certainly 
building a couple of people on SmackDown at the moment. Um, so one of them, I'm going to say, is Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm, I'll put him as my top four. Um, is it me or did his music change recently? Or did I have it right? Do you know his last, in the last SmackDown? He's got, two, he's got two versions of the same theme tune. So yeah. what happened was when he first entered WWE, he was a face and you could sing along to his theme tune. So what was happening is when they turned him heel, the crowd was singing along to his theme tune. They didn't like that. So they changed it to a rap version. So the crowd couldn't sing along to it anymore. And that would help him be a heel. So I don't know if that, I didn't notice, but they might have reverted back to the original because I think they want to put him back as a face. I think that's yeah. where they're, because the way they pushed him for the gauntlet match was amazing. Yeah. And it just meant you go in like, put Nakamura in a decent position. He's got it. He's still got it. So go yeah, on, must, you've got, you've got... They, must, they, must have, they must have turned him face again then because it, it definitely changed. He wasn't the guy singing. He was just his music. Ah, yeah. there you go. That's it. So you can hum along to it. In NXT, you used to hum. They used to have a, a violinist as well doing it sometimes. And then and then when he turned heel, they just chucked in over top of it, like this Japanese rap that you definitely can't sing along to. Well, you can have a go, but it's still really cool, though. Still really cool theme tune. Yeah, I, I still really <laughs> rated that when they changed it. No, oh, it, oh, it totally is. It's just very difficult to sing along to. Yeah. So my theory with him, then, is um, that he'll have a strong showing. He'll eliminate Jey Uso, um, which will cause him to have a feud with Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. So that's where I'm going with that one. Um which is great. I, I really hope, I want to see Nakamura versus Reigns in the next two months. If that's the midpoint feud every day of the week, I, I'd, I'd love to see that. I think it's, it's when he was winning the gauntlet, I thought, oh, give it to him. Give it to Nakamura. That's, a, that's rumble. That's big enough. That's all right. So who's your fourth then, Luke? The fourth one, again, I'm going with a, a Ronda Rousey level surprise entrant. Um, again, if this person enters, he's probably going to win it. But I'm just having it as a, as a you know, hopefully if he's, if he's in it, I'll get a point. Um, so I'm going with John Cena. Nice. Yeah. He seems to be in WrestleMania. Like, I had a look at this like every year. Um, yeah. So I know he was in it last year with The Fiend, wasn't he? Well, well, Bray Wyatt, sorry, with the Firefly Funhouse match. Um, yeah. They, could they do something with him? Maybe. So I, I couldn't really think of a fourth one. So yeah, I'm going with John Cena. Who's winning it? Daniel Bryan. See, I really thought that when I picked Daniel Bryan, that was I'd be on my own with it. I thought that was a little bit, not an outside bet, but I didn't think that was, I th- easily thought you two were going Keith Lee. I mean, it's definitely not happening then. Yeah, I mean, the three of us going for this is easily <laughs> Keith Lee. Keith Lee is winning this every day of the week. Because for me, it's either Daniel Bryan or Keith Lee winning this. I, I think the men's has got, so, so, if, so to, go, to go back to my earlier point in yeah. terms of, I think you've got, um, I don't think Ronda Rousey will come back for this because I think you're right. I think Becky Lynch is the Ronda Rousey match and Becky Lynch gave birth like eight weeks ago. So they'll just hold off on that till like next year, probably. Um, so I, I, I think that, that your surprise return is going to be in the, like your big surprise return that has to win is going to, could well be in the men's. And then you're talking like Lesnar. If Lesnar enters, he's winning it. I think maybe... Edge, maybe The Rock, maybe CM Punk, maybe John Cena, like Luke said, like any of those enter, you go mad and they win. I think the only one that doesn't is Edge. I don't don't think Edge wins if he enters. Maybe not Edge, maybe not Edge. But the other other ones, I think any of those enter win. If John Cena enters the Rumble, 
I'll go mad and then I'll and then I'll expect him to win and I'll be delighted with that. Because McIntyre versus Cena is a great match. Yeah, well, Reigns. That's the that's the side I put it. I don't think you put Cena versus Reigns. I don't know. I I I think. But then again, you've just had McIntyre versus Goldberg. So there's also an argument of McIntyre's done his part time old guy. Let's 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 move him past it. And yeah, you know, I suppose Reigns versus. I'd rather I, see Reigns I, versus Brian than Reigns versus Cena. I feel like it's really unreasonable for you to put Goldberg and Cena in the same <laughs> same category. <laughs> no, that's fair. No, I, I go with that. That's fair. As I was saying, as I was saying, part time old guy. I thought that's probably a bit much for Cena. But imagine, but imagine a WrestleMania where you've got like Cena versus um, Drew McIntyre, and Cena's come back and won the Royal Rumble, and then you've got The Rock and Roman Reigns. Now, realistically, how likely is that to happen? Very unlikely. But insert CM Punk instead of either of them names, or Lesnar instead of either of them names, and actually, you've got yourself a real, like a real tasty WrestleMania. I appreciate it's not going to happen, but like. I feel like you just got to be. I feel like with WWE, you've got to be pulling out all the stops at the moment. Re- I really do. Yeah. Because so, if you, because the other, I mean, the Lesnar story. Last year was meant to be his year, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean Lesnar? Lesnar? Because that, I mean, last year for me, I was thinking about this. It was it was a question of the podcast, which is what is your favorite Raw Rumble? And I was thinking back through, and I actually think last year's is my favorite Raw Rumble because mm. I think it had the best story. It had that amazing edge return. It had the moment McIntyre knocked out Lesnar and they just kept Lesnar on the floor forever, just led there. And it had all of that great stuff and all the, the stuff that went with it, um, as well as like Keith Lee showing and all the rest of that great stuff that was in there. It was just a great Royal Rumble. But that also means Lesnar's got a good story. Lesnar comes back and he would be number 30. Without a shadow of a doubt, he's number 30. He comes in, he clears house. And, you know, you do have... Lesnar versus Keith Lee as maybe the last two. Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan as the last two. Any of those would work, but you're right. Lesnar wins it if he comes back. Um, the, the, the only other one I thought of is a bit of a random show, and it won't happen. But Drew McIntyre, he could almost he he could be in it. Um, he's got an easy match against Goldberg. He could enter and then have a champion v champion match at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns because that because they've built that before as well. There's it's not outside the realms of possibility. I don't think it would happen, but it's also not. It's good. It's a good story. You could lose to Goldberg, and then he could get into the rumble. There's <laughs> that as well, which unfortunately is actually now you've said that, Joe. Probably <laughs> going to be the thing that happens. Yeah. See, that's my worry, right? So, that, so on the flip of all, the, on the flip of all the really positive things that could happen, that go, <laughs> yeah, I've got, I can't. It's like it's unmissable TV. Is like going. Well, Drew McIntyre is like one of only two half-decent wrestlers we've got at the moment. So why don't we lose the belt to Goldberg, then let him win the Royal Rumble, and then he can fight Roman Reigns, and we'll just put the only two good ones together. Like that's that's like that that would be worst case scenario. You want bring someone new in to freshen it up a bit is all I'm asking. Yeah. Um, so, um, any other any other surprise entrance in either Rumble? Now, not necessarily like the big surprise entrant that's going to win it. Raw Rumble every year there's always that couple of people I mean last year as the massive breakout and no one saw this happening MVP rocks up in the Raw Rumble and then has one of the best years of WWE probably in his whole career to be honest with you he's never had it as, as good as he's, he's kind of having it and actually adding to uh, the the program itself the women it's slightly harder because the very first Royal Rumble they had they pretty much exhausted every single kind of legend they could have but there might be someone else in there is there any other legends returning surprises anything like that that anyone can think of that you think is due a return or or you'd like to see come back anything like that 
I've got a few. Go on then, Joe. How about Pat McAfee? Oh, that's not a bad show at all. He would be one of the th- people that I would put in there. I think... Um, I wonder if this is an opportunity to just chuck in a few th- people that are like completely gone missing, like Lars Sullivan, maybe. Like I don't know where he's gone. Um, the other, I the think one he's I had done again. I think he's done. I think he's done. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna bring him back now, then then he is. Then he then he is. That's game over. Um, I also had. There's also the other two I thought were um, Andrade, who I don't know where he's been for a while. Uh, and Alistair Black, maybe. I think he's done as well. But again, if you're going to bring him back at any point, um, this now would be a good time. And there's also um, a really good wrestler called Jay White, who's um, yeah. been made about whose contracts ended in uh, New Japan. So he could be another opportunity. Like you know, he could be another one that came in. But um, just you know, we'll is there is there anyone else from NXT? Because there's only a few from NXT. Like last year was Keith Lee. I know you mentioned Pat McAfee. What about someone like Tommaso Ciampa or someone like that? Do you reckon they could make an entrance? Could do. I think. I think if they did, it'd be filling it up. The only, the only one I did wonder about was whether you do something with the undisputed era at this point. Because um, the undisputed era. Versus, well, I, I think they carry cross a fight, Finn Balor, and I, and I would put that on. I would put that on the WrestleMania card. To be honest, as a bit of a showcase of NXT. Pers- personally, um, I think there should be. I think there should. I, I think they should start having the NXT title fighting on pay per views. Yeah, I, I think it's stupid not to. I think it's a ready-made match each time, and you just build to that pay-per-view. And like you said, it's a showcase, and it make it elevates that belt. I'd say at least one of the two belts. Well, at least the big, fight, at, least the big four, at least the big four that NXT could go on. Yeah, yeah, and and, and last year they did that at WrestleMania, but then give it to Charlotte Flair, which was stupid. And so. the only reason they did that was because of the Rumble, though, wasn't it? Yeah, because she'd won it through the Rumble. That was the only, and it did well because it elevated that. But I mean. I just think that they miss an opportunity because there's not even a takeover link to this rumble, is there? No, I'm aware of. They've started to do it a bit more randomly. I, I would, I would have Killian, uh, Karrion Cross, sorry, versus Finn Balor on WrestleMania, and I think that would probably be one of the better matches. Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. So um, can you have Karrion Cross win this then? You could have it. That, yeah, you could. You could have him come in. You could not even win it. You could have him win it. Karrion Cross win the rumble. You could have that. You could have that. I mean, it it, it doesn't feel necessary because he's going to he's going to get an NXT title match anyway against Finn Balor because he never lost it, and that's the story, isn't it? Surely, but you could have him come in and win it. You won't, but you could. Right. <laughs> I don't think you could at all. But okay. <laughs> um, who 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 is carrying Cross like so far behind in terms of the main roster? I don't think he's that far behind. Oh, it's not that. It's not that. The only reason you had Keith Lee up. Um, do almost, you know, last year if you told me Keith Lee was going to win it, there's more chance because they've ex- they've actually showcased him and he was on Survivor Series and he's been involved a bit. NXT doesn't have anywhere near the viewers for them to put it on Royal Rumble, which has loads of lapsed viewers, if you go what I mean. So, yeah. you know, Karrion yeah. Cross comes up and wins it. People are going to go, who on earth is this guy? And then he wins the Rumble to face Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. It's it's not, you know, considering this is like you're going to headline WrestleMania. NXT Championship's never going to headline WrestleMania. No. Okay. So it's, that's the reason you couldn't have him win it. But you could definitely have him in it. But I guess you don't do that because the problem with Royal Rumble is you've got to, it weakens you. You get thrown out unless you're going to build a feud. The only way you do it is if Finn Balor's in there too and those two are in the ring at the same time, solo together. 
having their scrap and then that builds to it. I mean, that's the best thing about Rumbles is the amount of stories that you can build out of it and feuds and stuff, but we'll see how they go. There is, um, unless either of you two got any more surprises, any other entrants, any other... I'm struggling for veterans that haven't been in it that, that could still do a job unless, you know, they throw a random big show in there or something Hogan. like that. Who, sorry? Hogan. Okay, we'll move swiftly on. There is one person we haven't mentioned that I thought might fit into, might slot into one of your guys' top fours is um, Randy Orton. So obviously Randy Orton's like, he's, he's in the main event slot of Raw every single week at the moment. Um, do you, do you, I mean, he's obviously announced himself for the Raw Rumble. Um, you guys have said Edge. People have said Randy Orton Edge could be the way forward. I always thought it was going to be a case of Edge eliminates Randy Orton or Randy Orton eliminates Edge and that's the WrestleMania. But then he's still tied so closely to The Fiend that it's got to be that The Fiend, in my head, it's got to be Fiend gets rid of Randy Orton. Is that is that way you see it? That that's how it's going to play out? That Randy Orton versus Fiend's going at least for the next pay-per-view, if not to Mania? What do we think? I honestly don't know if The Fiend's going to come back. He's not. He's not. Just to let you know, he's not. He's not in real life. That he wasn't better life. No. I know. <laughs> I know. Worried, Luke. Is this? Is this been panicking you for the last? <laughs> we saw a murder, and that's. Uh... I mean, I think it's more likely Bray Wyatt eliminates him. Okay. Do you think the Fiend character? Do you honestly think the Fiend character's done? I hope not, but I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I think they're doing a better job. I think. I think he's having a proper for lack of a better word, a proper rest. And I think making Alexa Bliss essentially the fiend is a, is a great shout. And yeah. she's doing a great job of it, to be honest with you. This is exactly what Alexa Bliss is best at, is this kind of character. Um, so do you, do you think Randy Orton fiends WrestleMania, Joe? Do you want to see it WrestleMania? Do you think that's got enough strength in it? Yeah, I think I think it probably is WrestleMania. I, I think that's probably where it's... It feels, it, it feels a waste to do it sooner than that. But I'm also a bit nervous about Dewey's ability to continue this storyline until WrestleMania from early January. I think um, I can see Randy Orton being dominant in the early going in the Rumble, and then all the lights, and he's like the only one in the ring, and all the lights go out, and someone throws him over the top. And that, do you know, what? that could even be, uh, it probably won't be Edge at this point, but, you know, someone like the Infernos go up, and there's the Fiend. Yeah. Back from the dead. Um, it was just, I was just giggling, I was just laughing to myself about the fact that WWE had time to investigate the cashing of the Money in the Bank briefcase and decided swiftly to return that to the Miz, but the, someone being burnt alive in the middle of the ring. We haven't got time to look into that, not yet. Or even Alexa Bliss openly burning Randy Orton's face, yeah. bad enough that he could wear the mask and all the rest of that stuff. I mean, that's. Did you get a title match the week after? After that. Did Alexa Bliss get a title match? She absolutely did. Yeah, apparently that kind of that, that's kind of rewarded. Oh, you can throw a, you can throw a flame from your. Well, bet, well, I'll tell you what. I bet we best give her a title match. Don't, <laughs> um, don't come in his office and complain. In the most in the most awkward segment you've ever seen in your life, where I mean they had to they ask of ask of Alexa Bliss in that I can't remember what they're called now. Is it Firefly Fun 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 Alexa's Firefly Playground. Playground? Alexa's Playground or whatever. That was that was rough to watch. Yeah, that, was, I, that yeah. was that was my skin was crawling watching that. What I don't understand about that is right. It made it made Oscar look weak. I don't I don't understand that. Like you yeah. could have put anyone in that position, um, and, it, and it, would, it wouldn't have mattered. So I don't understand why they used Oscar, and that, that really annoyed me actually. Unless Alexa versus Oscar's elimination chamber. 
Yeah, or unless she wins the the Rumble, like Joe had in the top four. Yeah, that's fair. That that could also be the case, to be honest with you. Um, is it, if it, just I really can't help, but whenever I see like you know Alexa Bliss flips, we like someone says, "Oh, the Fiend," and then she goes mad, and then she's all of a sudden amazing. It just reminds me so much of like I, I feel like one of the WWE riders has watched Popeye because like. like <laughs> Because that's exactly what it is, isn't it? It's like, you said the fiend. Sorry, did you say the fiend? Oh, okay. Pass about spinach. Right, now I'm superhuman. Like... Sorry, <laughs> oh, Ben, you were going to say. Um, no, I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll leave it there. I think we'll wrap it up with, with, with Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss is Popeye. I, think that's, I, think, I don't think you can go any be- better than that. Um, so now it's over to you, uh, listeners. Um, there will be a prediction form and a chance as of Tuesday, as always, just in case something is announced on Monday's Raw. As of Tuesday, um, this will be going out on Sunday and available on the Monday. But as of uh, the Tuesday before Raw Rumble, the prediction form will be there and you will be able to make your own predictions or exactly the same uh, matches and predictions that we've made here, including your, your own final four and who's going to win it with a chance to win official WWE merch. Um, and then we'll see how we get on for uh, how this affects the league as well, the league between us, because there are loads and loads of points up for grabs and plenty of different differences amongst our final fours and, and other things. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation on social media, just look for the Wrestling Predict cast on Twitter and Facebook and to a much, 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 much lesser extent um, Instagram. And... Um, Make sure that you are subscribing, rating, reviewing, and doing all that good stuff wherever you listen to this podcast. And we will see you in two weeks' time when not only will we be dissecting the Royal Rumble and what's happened and who's returned and the big feuds and matches and announcements coming out of it, but me, Luke, and Joe will be giving you our own WrestleMania card predictions of what we believe the WrestleMania card is going to be. Exciting. There you go. What's on our Instagram, mate? Oh, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Our Instagram is poor <laughs> because I don't get it. I just, it's, it's because I have to do a picture each time and it's just, a, I don't know, I don't know how to use it. So Facebook, Twitter, all over it. Instagram, um, it's, that's my age. You've absolutely shown my age there. I mean, don't talk about TikTok. I'm not getting, I'm not even getting on that. Some people use that to do podcasts. You're having a laugh. So no, our Instagram, I might, I might ha- hand that over to someone else. Either of you two on Instagram? No. No. <laughs> oh, great. There we go then. We need to know. <laughs> I'm glad we've got that medium covered though. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Right then, we will we will see you in two weeks. Thanks, fellas. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate.